Welcome to another episode of Dr. Me First. I am just stinking excited to be here. We made it to 2021. You know, we all had our doubts at some point or another, but we got it done. So excited today. Can you tell I'm a little spunked up and spicy for this solo cast? <laughs> That's right. It's all me. We're going to talk about why you should throw away your gratitude journal and all the other busyness work vision boards, all the other crap that you're doing right now, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons. So I'm going to get into that. But before we do that, being part of the Doctors Podcast Network, it is a compilation of physician podcasters who we get together to hashtag be better together. And part of that is some ad reads that we do. This is a company that we all have decided to support because we think that they're doing really great work. So let me tell you about physician tax advisors and pay a few bills, okay? Why pay Uncle Sam more money than you need to come tax time? Good news, you don't have to, but you might need some help from the expert. John McCarthy, co-founder of Physician Tax Advisors and his team of CPAs have a combined total of over 60 years experience helping physicians save the money. They know around the time your taxes are due, it's just another added stress to your already full plate. Get the help you need and save money while you're at it using Physician Tax Advisors. This firm is physician family owned and exclusively works only with physicians to lower their tax bill. By specializing in physician finance, John and his team help many doctors with high student debts decide if they need to file their taxes married filing jointly or separate. Hmm, that's a super good question. We have run the numbers and know working with John just makes sense. So check them out at drpodcastnetwork.com backslash CPA. Okay, let's get into this solo cast. tell you why I think that you might need to throw your gratitude journal in the other beginning of the year, New Year's, rah, 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 resolution stuff. Maybe you need to throw it away this year. So when I was burned out, frustrated, totally overwhelmed, the last thing I needed to do was another thing to do, let alone feel guilty about it. I mean, already I was drowning just straight trying to paddle water to keep my head from going under, that when the new year would roll around and it's like, new you, new year, or try this new course to do, or new diet, or start the year off right exercise-wise, not only did it overwhelm me more and frustrate me more that I wasn't in the place that I wanted to be, but then I felt guilty about pushing back against that. I mean, there were times I was just so overloaded and done. I was ready to get rid of my husband. I was ready to get rid of my dog. I was ready just to be a checkout clerk or take care of the chicks at Rule King. I was just so done. And a side note too, if this is not you, if you are not in this place of like overwhelm, frustration, burnout, then this episode might not be for you today. And that's okay. You can always skip ahead. There's plenty of other episodes, wonderful podcasts out there. But what I do want to do is give the space, the freedom, the rest, the area for people who do feel like this. Because if you're feeling great, you've already figured out how to have joy and how to invite 
gratitude in and how to deal with your guilt and your shame. But for those of us who haven't figured that out, we need to talk about this. So stick around if you want to, but also know there's no guilt, there's no shame, there's no badness if you turn this off right now. So choosing a meditation, a yoga with Adrian, a gratitude journal brings up so much for people. At least it has for me in the past. It's brought up overwhelm, frustration, shame, guilt, more exhaustion, all of that. And I want to dissect that today. And I want to help you move through that and give you the permission to say, it's okay not to do any of that. It's okay not to do a daily gratitude journal as soon as you wake up in the morning and the birds are chirping and all your children are quiet and there's not peed on sheets and the cat hasn't ripped up shit. (laughs) I digress. What you can do instead is just simply place your hand on your chest because the sense of touch is super powerful. So if you're not driving, do it with me. Put your hand on your chest right now and just feel. Feel around on your sternum, feel around like those ribs on your clavicles. I mean, if you want to feel your boobs, go ahead, feel your boobs. Just feel around on that musculature and just feel it. I want you to see if you can feel your heartbeat. Can you feel the air expanding those tiny little alveoli in your lungs? Can you feel the softness of the clothes or the skin that you're in? You know, even a little bit sometimes too, when I'm doing this, I go a little higher and feel my thyroid, make sure I don't have any nodules. (laughs) So everybody do it with me. Feel your thyroid, take a swallow. Nope, still good. But just feel it. And what I want you to do too is repeat after me. I am grateful for this. I am enough. That's all you got to do. You don't have to write down five or 10 things that you're grateful for. You can just do one little thing and just stay in yourself, stay in your own body. Because sometimes gratitude is not easily accessible, not at all. So if that's you, you're not alone. There was a long time that gratitude was not easily acceptable for me. It was kind of a fake gratitude, like I knew what I should say and the right answers and that sort of thing. But I really did not feel it down in my soul. If anything, I felt jealousy. I felt resentment. And I felt a lot of anger. And what I want to do, I want to encourage you to tap into that. So I got this exercise from Kate Donovan. She was a guest on Dr. Me First. I believe she's in the Patreon-only exclusive episodes because I wanted to lock it in the vault. But anyway... It's been a couple months ago, but I saw where she was advertising her resentment journal. And I was like, ooh, I might have to get my hands on this. So I did. And why I loved it so much is because she encourages you to let all your annoyances, all your anger, irritations, resentments, all of that, and to just get it out. Because so many times we want to like, quote unquote, push the bad things away and only have the good stuff in our life. But guess what? Everything is there to teach us and to help us. And so if right now the most accessible emotion that you have right now is resentment or jealousy or anger or frustration, go with it. Don't force gratitude. Go with what you've got in front of you. And what I want you to do is not just say like, I'm annoyed. 
I'm frustrated. I'm overwhelmed. I want you to get really specific and say like, I'm as mad as hell that I came home to a full dishwasher and I don't effing understand why no one else wants to empty it and help me out. I don't want this responsibility. I've got enough on my plate, right? So what I want you to do instead of the gratitude journal, I want you to try a resentment journal and I want you to write down at least 10 very specific situations where it just brings up those emotions for you. Because emotions are signal, they're data, just like on an EKG lead. And you girls know you cannot ignore an ST segment. <laughs> Elaborated or depressed or looking wonky. So why would we ignore these other emotions, these other signals that our body is telling us? Because I really truly believe that feelings don't just pop up. They're not just some kind of thing that's just there that we can control. I really feel like feelings are emotions are what Susan David calls signposts for unmet needs and wants. And so when gratitude isn't easily accessible, let's go to what's easy. Let's go to what's easy and let's lean into it and let's say, what are you trying to tell me here? And let's not fake it till you make it. All right, next what I think about gratitude journals, vision boards, that kind of stuff. They really are great. And I'm not like dissing them totally, but they're not great when we use them as another form of busyness to distract ourselves, to repress, and to avert trying to deal with real issues. Like, oh, I made my vision board for the year, so I'm all good. Hmm. Probably not. Now, if your vision board, if your gratitude journal is bringing up new awareness and clarity and helping to refine things, that's great. When it's not okay is when we're using it as like another check mark to show like we're okay. We're doing things quote unquote right. Because again, then you're just using that as a measure instead of as a tool like you should. So one example of this that I've been doing a lot of research and you've heard me talk about it in other solo casts is jumping into toxic positivity. So I love the definition of toxic positivity, which says it's the overgeneralization of happy, optimistic states that result in denial, minimization, and invalidation of the authentic human experience. It's excessive and ineffective practice of generalizing yourself as happy or always looking on the bright side in all situations. Because let's just be perfectly honest, sometimes life is hard and life just downright sucks. And the worst thing we can do is try to paint that in a light than what it actually is. Now, of course, we don't want to be Debbie Downer and paint it in a darker color, but we also don't want to like paint over it with this obnoxious yellow color as well. So some examples of toxic positivity are the sun will come out tomorrow. Everything happens for a reason. You have to be grateful for what you have right now. You'll come out stronger. It won't always hurt that bad. At least it happened now. Look on the bright side. This one's the one that gets me a lot. It could always be worse. Man, how many times in my past, instead of just like sitting in the heart of what I'm living in or sitting in the like 
deeply felt emotions or the impact of a situation, I negated it away and be like, well, it could always be worse. One such example is when I was a first-year medical student. I was walking to class from my apartment building, and I got mugged. And of course, from the initial trauma, I was all shaken up. But I remember people coming to me and trying to offer me comfort. And I was like, well, at least it could have been worse. Like, I didn't have to go to the hospital. And he only took my cell phone. And it could be worse. There was a total denial of how traumatic that situation was. And I'm glad that I now have the words to process that, to say that, like, I really wasn't dealing with that. I was trying to minimize my situation rather than try to embrace it. Because at that time, I was really just thinking about getting through my next final for med school. And so what I want to do instead is emphasize instead of a definitely toxic positivity response is how about we just lean into compassion? How about we just lean into saying like it is what it is and naming it? Because I think that's the healthiest response that we can do. So let's talk about those responses. Those are things saying like, I can imagine it feels hard to be positive in a situation like this. It's normal to feel negative. Failure is a part of learning and growth. I see you. I hear you. I accept you as you are. This is hard. This is a tough time. How can I support you? I'm here for you. You are not alone. Why don't you tell me about it if you want? Feel all the feels because all vibes are welcome. I will be here to support you and all feelings are valid. You know, it doesn't have that like perkiness and that like pop of the positivity, but yet it feels deeper. It feels more meaningful when we give a compassionate response. And so that's my gist here today about ditching the gratitude journals, ditching the things that we try to do to placate ourselves. And instead, after a really rough year of 2020, even though we don't want to still feel the feels, maybe we need to sit with the feels. Maybe we don't need to rush back to busyness to distract ourselves, to repress some of the feelings that we're feeling or to totally avert them. Maybe we just need to sit with good enough or with the feelings of jealousy or resentment or pissed offness or anger and say, hey, what are you trying to teach me? what it's like to hang out in a group with me, to catch me live in person and around all the other amazing women who listen to this podcast. Well, I want to invite you to our monthly free, totally free masterclass that happens the last Sunday of every single month at 2 p.m. Eastern time. That's right. So much fun. So much collective goodness all in one place. We're still doing the Be Happy Now series. And so I break down a topic each month that will help propel you into living a life where you can be freaking happy now. So if interested, jump on the website, burntouttobadass.com and sign up for this next month's masterclass. I can't wait to see you there.
Okay, before we go, just a reminder to reach out to John McCarthy and his team at Physician Tax Advisors before you set out to handle your taxes on your own this year. Hey, taxes are super complicated enough, believe you me, so let's leave it to some professionals. If you need a tax advisor and a CPA, seriously, go check them out at drpodcastnetwork.com backslash CPA. And remember, my friends, as always, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. Blind and